here we are at the mic, 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 microwave, uh, the microwave minutes, the show that has no ends and no beginnings. Mic, 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 microwave. Here we go. Runners, hands, follows, please. Where are we going today with the episode? We're not planning shit on shit. We are the dog's biscuits. I got Zoe by my side right here. I moved her bed so that it's immediately next to um, my chair while I'm at work all day, or at school all day. School is not work. School is much more enjoyable than work right now. I'll give you that much. There's your daily insight, and I'll see y'all later. Ah, just kidding. It's the new episode. Last episode, we talked about lots of stuff. We talked about NFTs a little bit. We talked about, um, on the pre-shift, we talked about um, the big short for a second. We were doing, like, you know, a little bit of Kanye stuff. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I can tell you all about my... The return of my skateboard. Shout out Jesse. The man we used to call Guide. That everybody thought his real name was Guy. It was not Guy. It's Guide with a D. It was hard. It was a hard couple of years back then. Too many painkillers, I guess. Allegedly, we didn't know what they were. Uh, But we're back, you know. Did you watch, or did you watch, did you listen to last, uh, yesterday's episode of uh, Requiem for a Tuesday? Because if you didn't, I'm there. I'm in it. That's right, I'm in it. It's all about Kanye. You've heard the stem player on this show, and you heard it on that show now. It's just, you know, bounds and strides. Bounds and fucking strides. Is that the right way to use that term? Because I'm, you know, enjoying every second of it. Enjoying every second of it and still in school full-time. And still working part-time. Trying to land some other gigs here. Uh, We're in the restaurant industry, me. That's why they call it Chef Juice. That's why they call me Chef Juice. Uh, Big news on that, too. We got some fun stuff in the works. Um, Slide into the DMs to hear more. Or just look at the... Happiness page, Pfft, even my page. Um, it's a uh, curated munchies. The return of the curated munchies. I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever talked about it, but um, Adam and I lived together at some point. We did shows out of our apartment. This may be incriminating evidence, um, but we used to do big feasts for free. Isn't that terrible? We got taken advantage of so many times. Just making people a bunch of food. Well, uh, me. I I was taken advantage of because I fronted the bill on those. Adam was like, why would I make food for free? And I was like, you don't have to. You could just, like, help. And he was like, okay, I'll help by yelling at you. It worked. We had great, great responses. Everybody loved it. Delicious food. Done weird pop-ups like that in the past. But this one will be a completely curated experience. We're going to have infused meal 
and cocktails, music, art. That's it. That's all you need for um, an evening on 420. So you can stay entertained pretty easily, I would like to assume, if you're stoned enough, right? So 420, curated munchies, Chicagoland people, Chicago and Chicagoland people. Let's run it. I'm not disclosing the address now. You'll have to wait. You'll have to slide in the DMs in order to even uh, get the reservation. Because I'm not going to be able to, you know, it's only going to be for X amount of people. I think we're going to keep it under like 15, 10 to 15 is enough to cook for, for three courses, for it to be excellent, for it to be magical. Um, and yeah, so I'm pretty stoked on that. We just announced that yesterday. Just was sending back the artwork to Adam and Jesse will be making cocktails. I think Adam's just going to yell at me again. But I don't know. I think he's pretty well versed in his uh, cooking experience now. Had some time to develop. I'm not going to talk about Kanye on this episode, I promise. But we could. We definitely could. I I feel like it could get brought up into any conversation at this point. <laughs> Once again, back in the new episode, right? I'm sure you missed my voice. I know I did. Um, just so recap, recap on some shit. We're in the middle. We're on. This is the last week. This Sunday is the last episode of the Salt Lake City reunion. Who's hype on that? Who is hype on that? I want to read you my comment (laughs) from Justin Anderson's post that is regarding this new episode or this reunion because I feel like I had some good points and other people might think otherwise. So that's why we're bringing it up. I'm just saying it makes sense. The cherry, that cherry. Ooh, new Paul Cherry. We're going to jump around. We're just going to fucking jump around. I don't care. Um, New Paul Cherry is coming out. What is it called? Like Back to the Music or something? If you didn't listen to Flavor, um, it, it to me, it, it's a... Uh, what's the correct genre that you could even... It's like funk, indie, pop... Surf rock sunshine. It plays inside of modern psychedelia. I don't. I don't know about that. I, I, bedroom poppy. It's got. It's just like all around great production. Sounds great. Flavor from Paul Cherry from 2018. I saw him live. Them live. It was a full band. I believe it was Virgin Hotel, rooftop, free show, and just. The substance inside of that sound is feels so good live. Highly recommend it. And yeah, so we're back on the music. New release. 
there's a shirt for sale. And I also believe because it's on Field Trip Records, they're doing a um, it's a cassette and a CD. Cassette and a CD. And you can also get a t-shirt on the Bandcamp. I almost bought it, but I didn't. Because I didn't have my tax return yet. But I just got that. So I still didn't get it because um, I need the skate gods to make to rain down upon my soul. I'm going to buy me a new sweater instead. You know, because I don't have enough of those. And so I didn't get the shirt, but it looks great. I just, I don't know how I feel about just white t-shirts anymore. There's nothing good about it. They just get dirty. And right now we're having a problem with my dryer. I got a washer dryer stacked unit and the dryer is just leaves, has been, first it was leaving black marks on my shirts. Like it was getting caught in between it, what looked like the, the, the edge of the barrel of the dryer to the wall where you open it. Um, so they replaced like this rollers on the inside of what I'm talking about and they replaced them, said it was good, tried to dry some shit instead of black marks. Now it's like rust marks and it's worse. Um, so again, having a white t-shirt to that effect will make you not want to buy more, at least right now. There's, so yeah. I would buy the shirt if I uh, had a better dryer. I guess that's what I'm getting to with that. Anyway, Real Housewives, Salt Lake City. Now, before you ask why is a guy that microwaves food, films it, and reviews it, talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I'm going to reiterate what I said the first time I brought this up. It is a caricature, an extremely... <laughs> concentrated version of all of these character types in all of these real houses. You're like, oh, they're but they're real people. They're not, dude. They're not. I'm sorry. Sorry to if you if any of them are listening to this, but you're not real people. It's it's absurd. They definitely. It's all premeditated. It's all scripted. It's like unscripted scripted. Because they're told what to say and what not to say when they go to meet somebody new. And they disclose that on this at some point in the past three weeks. Or else I wouldn't remember it. I have been loving this second season of Salt Lake City. And everybody knows that the reunion is the best part of most of those seasons. Now, I will say this is the only one that I've really ever watched the rest of it has been background noise to doing literally anything else. But this season, I just, I, I put that phone down, I put that computer down, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune in once a week for this. This is crazy. These women are going to rip each other's heads off. Or spill the wildest information about each other. Like fucking half of New York. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, so... Forget about Lisa Barlow. I think she's going to quit. I don't think she'll be back on next season. I don't. I think that she is signed on for more, but I don't know, man. She'd be walking out so many times talking mad trash and always just trying to get that one-on-one -on -one with somebody, like to get them to like you. And it's like, girl, 
if we don't like you in the crowd, why would we like you the one on the one-on-one? It's just like very self-centered, very ignorant, and no empathy whatsoever, it seems like, with Lisa Barlow. Um, my comment on Justin Anderson's post, which everybody has lengthy ones, so I didn't feel bad leaving this long. It, it just makes sense that Mary didn't show up because of the church being under fire from all of these women. It's true. They would have they would have made her walk out if she di- even did show up. And they're all like, oh, well, we sure miss Mary being here. No, you don't. No, you really don't. That was not good. Anytime she was in the room, it was tense. And, or somebody was already fighting with her before they even she pulled up. She would have walked out even if she did show up. However, she could have answered to a few of those questions from last week. But I don't I like for this week is going to be all about Jen Shaw's, you know, the whole Jen Shaw situation. She's I can't what is it? Fraud? It's a bunch of things. She's being arrested. Or she got arrested on camera. Well, not on camera. She was about to pull up when she did get arrested. Um and she fled the scene. I don't think any of it looks good for her. Uh that's what this week's episode is going to be all about and it's gonna be wild. <laughs> The legal actions. And also, the fact that she's been on camera flaunting all this stuff that she has is just, I think it's more incriminating because even after she got arrested or whatever, she had like a big ass party with a bunch of shit. It was just like not, she was arrested in March of 2021. And I'm pretty sure the um, trial is starting right now. Um, I just wanted to check that she was arrested. Yeah, so she was arrested while she was filming while they were filming season two um, on March 30th. They are both her and her assistant, who's like her buddy, buddy, go-to guy. They were both charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. And allegedly for almost 10 years, these two were accused of building a telemarketing scheme that targeted at least 10 people over the age of 55. Um, there's, They had all these potential victims that were considered that were listed as leads in their company. Um, And then they sold those leads to telemarketing companies and received a profit of the share for whatever those telemarketers um, sold to them. I guess... And this is when it get, it gets juicy because like some somebody said one of the other housewives said that like basically um, they had been investigating Jen, but I'm pretty sure that they were two separate things. That's the thing about it. Um, uh, the investigation began in like 2016 for this, 
Um, and they like indicted multiple telemarketers in like 2017, according to some of these articles. And it just made it, it was a huge plot point. It was, <laughs> it was insane to watch that happen, to watch this lady that m maybe face 50 years in prison and then just like have big parties and dress to the nines every time she's on television. It's just like, <laughs> I'm baffled and impressed that they can all keep it together so well. Seeing as that is a major plot point, um, it definitely pitted all these people against each other this entire season because this happened in like the second episode or something. And then it's just like, they have such a reason to just go at each other's throats because it's such a an intense situation with the IRS and the national, like all these people involved, all these government officials showing up. I, I feel like it set the tone for the rest of the season because it hasn't slowed down one bit. It really hasn't. Um, I'm personally, I'm going to get personal with you right now. I'm team Meredith all the way, except she was crossing her legs like she had to pee real bad <laughs> that entire last episode. Hopefully she's not doing that. I, I also get that she was uncomfortable. I feel like anytime she was comfortable on screen when she wasn't mad or yelling or getting into a fight, she was drunk. So I don't think that she is for the reunion. And that's why she's like, doesn't know how to com keep composure. Cause she's like, I don't know. It was a really upsetting situation with her. Oh, it's going to be wild. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Season three. Bring me the money. You gotta love it. <laughs> um, it's, we got South Park too. It's the new South Park tonight. That's pretty sick. The last one was all about Putin. Last week's episode. They, uh, I don't know. Mixed feelings about this season. By this time in 2020, when they were ripping through that um, the Tegrity Farm story arc, they were. It was funnier. It was more funny. Is that is fun, funnier is a word, right? Um, it was. I don't know. They're they're good. It's a good season. I'll give it like a three out of five right now. Only because they. Um, they're drawing out a lot of jokes, almost too much. Like before they would go through little like motifs. <clears throat> no, not m -m -m motifs. Is that the right, would that be the right description um, of their little? No, it's not. I don't think so. They would go through little jokes and bring them back up throughout. Like the way Tali showed up, tried the weed, then he was just kind of like around on the farm. Like that's funny. But if they if that came into play this season, they would do it like every ten minutes, and it's it's weak. It's definitely weak, funny, but it's good. It's good for right now. If it if if they keep being repetitive like that, I think it's not. I'm not gonna keep tuning in but i'm tuning in every week i try to make sure i'm there i won't be there tonight for the you know next episode because um 
Number one, I think Hannah is canceling our Sling account, which is fine. Um, and number two, uh, I'm going to be at work. So, you know, priorities, you know, you got to go to work, got to make this money. Um, I typically am not working on Wednesdays as that is when we're um, going to be airing this episode. We're doing post Requiem for a Tuesday. Wike away Wednesdays. <laughs> it's the wipe away when it's Wednesdays. Um, it's hump to micro days. Fuck, I got nothing. Wednesdays are hard, you know. Anyway, we got midweek shows going on. Gonna have a pre-shift tomorrow. Gonna need my runners' hands in my follows. That means you better follow me. You better throw hands, punchjustice.com, and you better <laughs> get running because I'm doing the Chicago Marathon. That's right, folks. Started training. Um, let me know in the comments if you think an estimated 260 miles of training is enough to run 26 point two miles because that's what i'm looking at right now i kind of charted out my weeks i got um a florida trip in september gonna get some good mileage around uh, orlando and gonna uh, be in new york two weeks gonna get some mileage in there too i think that's gonna be fun as shit being able to like have an excuse to wake up super early on a vacation, be like, oh, sorry, babe, can't hang out or get drunk. Got to go run, you know, because most people that are on vacation in Orlando are like party time. Excellent. And I'm like, no, let's run. I feel like another reason why I'm gung ho about this uh, curated munchies experience is because been testing out the edible experiments, watching a lot of bong appetite, and really I just think that it would be better for my lung capacity to stop smoking and just start ingesting marijuana. Um, let me know if you think otherwise. I'm going to need some professional opinions on the matter, and or not. You don't have to be a professional on it. You could be like, yeah, dude, you should just smoke. It's fine. Just like Michael Phelps, and I'd be like, okay. Fine. Keep it up. That sounds good to me. I'm going to take the next few minutes to delve into one of my new favorite segments, which is where was my dog a year ago? Funny you should ask everybody. This time last year, uh, Adam and I were across the country. Actually, we were coming home on this day specific. Um, well, yeah, Zoe was hanging out in front of a dinosaur. You could check out her Instagram. She just shared it. She loves using Instagram. It's like she's not on any other social medias because she's just so damn cute. But yeah, cross country, cross country dog right there. Can't wait. Can't wait to get her back in the. A nice Jeep jet across to Portland or something. Maybe Florida. Maybe she'll, she's she's a party dog. She's an Orlando dog. But they can't go to Disney or anything, so that would kind of not be fun for 
either of us. It's too hot. She a cold dog. She got cold heart and she got a double coat fur. I'm missing something else. There was something else that I was going to bring up. Damn. Oh, I just had it in the front of my brain and then it goes. It goes. I'll just keep talking about TV because shit, why not? I just um, finally started on the Boba Fett series because I did not like the first two episodes that I watched. Because I don't really like Boba Fett. I didn't like that character. I didn't like where he was going. I didn't like the the two timelines that we were looking at. Where he's like hanging out with the Tuscans, And then they die. And then he's also like replaced Jabba the Hutt. It's like not something that I want to watch. I don't. It wasn't anything that I was ever interested in anyway. So. Let's fast forward to episode five, and it's the Mandalorian out of nowhere. They don't even give you any idea that he's about to come to be on screen again. And there he is at the opening of episode five, and you're like, oh, okay, this seems fun. I could do this again. Now I had to sit through another two episodes of just Boba Fett bullshit with these this goofy gang of, like, Power Ranger speeder bikes. They're, like, his protection. Like, oh, well, we got to start a war. We need more muscle. What happened to those idiots? You're not going to, like, put them to work? No, you can't because they're the Power Rangers of the Star Wars universe. It got better. It's okay. Now we're back, you know. I couldn't even really get through an hour and a half of it. I did one episode, and I was like, that was fun. Because then it circled back to now, like, Boba Fett recruited to get muscle, the Mandalorian. He just, you know, landed in this old episode one Imperial starship or like, it's like a tiny ship. It's that tiny, it was those yellow ships. You know, those yellow ships, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they kind of look like, um, what is it called? A contraceptive of some kind. And they're, they got a little silver tips. Little silver tips, you know. Anyway. It, it's, it was good. It's not that good. I, 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 I've always kind of liked Star Wars, so I guess that's why I brought it up. I'm always giving it a chance. Always trying it out. Slowly but surely. Watched Burnt last night. Executive produced by Gordon Ramsay, the one and only. And a lot of other chefs were involved. But, you know, Bradley Cooper, it's that classic, you know, tortured chef bullshit. Nobody likes, uh, I don't know. Uh, Ebert gave it a decent review. I take that back. It's not a decent review. I just checked. It's, it's like two stars because... It's great. It's heavy on like, you know, cooking shots. Really immaculate displays of like high production kitchens, three-star Michelin chefs. And that's cool, but Bradley Cooper is like an ex-heroin addict and, or his character is, 
What's his name again? Adam Jones. It starts off like he shucked a million oysters and he's like, all right, I quit. Fuck you. Like <laughs> nobody to that caliber is going to just quit. You're going to like let them know or maybe not. The whole thing was that like he's like, I can be an arrogant prick and that's why I'm successful. And that's exactly what happens. So I guess like truth be told, you got to be an arrogant prick if you want to be a good chef. That's why I'm not a good chef, right? Because I'm not an arrogant prick. Maybe this show will change me for the better, though. Maybe it will. Maybe the microwave minutes will turn into the hors d'oeuvre hours. An intimate nightly <laughs> special talk show <laughs> where I cook for you. Me, Chef Juice, cooking you every hour on the hour. Radio or TV? I think TV. Then I could wear a suit every day. You know, once I've got a tailored suit that I wear, oh, interchangeable. I need to have interchangeable, just different, beautiful, tailored suits. I'm a tall guy. It's hard to get suits that actually fit me that aren't tailored. I, Because I've never done that. And that's why suits never fit me. But, you know, the moment that I get that, I've made it. You know? And it would have to be on TV. I can't like be doing this radio show in a suit. You're not going to be able to tell. Or podcast. I hate calling it a podcast. It's a cop out. It's got to be a show. It's got to be a premiere. It's got to be a something. Something other than a podcast. Hey, welcome to my podcast. So yeah. Um, burnt last night. 2015. Didn't get great reviews. Actually did horrible in the box office because nobody wants to see The Tortured Chef, like I said. It's not, doesn't apply to your everyday life. You didn't care about it in the first place. Oh, it's a, it's a cooking movie. I would feel like people walked out within the first 30 minutes as well. They wanted their money back because it's... um. It's just, there's a mediocrity to it at the beginning. And then he like looks like he's going to strangle this woman that's like cooking for him. And you're like, oh my God, I fucking hate this guy. Why? I almost turned it off because my girlfriend was like, God, I fucking hate this guy. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, should I turn it off? And I had the room on my hand. And I was like, ah, no, we'll try. We'll try to finish it. I'll tell you what, though. This might be another redemption story of the chef boy genius or whatever. But if you're supposed to feel compelled to like him, the whole thing kind of bends backwards. And I just don't think there's like a, a, the, a, te like a, a teachable... A teachable moment. I th I just I read that somewhere. I'm not I don't know where. You go fucking find it. Quote me on that. It's just. It also seems like Bradley Cooper spent the time to like learn how to cook like that, which is sick. And the dishes were cool. But he's just such a prick. I still don't know if this is based on a true story or not.
Um, I will tell you that Pig with Nicolas Cage, way better movie. Way better movie about chefs, for sure. I, I recommend Pig over Burnt any day. There's that other movie, Chef, with John Favreau or whatever. I don't remember that as... No, I have no recollection of watching that. So, not sure if that's a good movie or not, or if you can compare it. But I remember that he does, he does a food truck. I know it's about a food truck. So, I fuck with a food truck. If anybody gave me the money tomorrow... To open a food truck. I would have it done. I would be cooking out of it. By next week. Quote me on that. I'll do it. I will make that shit happen. But you got to front the cash. Is all I'm saying. Damn. All I've talked about is TV this whole episode. What's good on the fucking. On the food side. You know. All I. That's. You don't. You don't want to hear about school. I was here about school. I told you about the 420 shit. You know, we're doing big things. We're hanging out. We're ripping and dipping. We're purging like clothes and stuff. At least I am I'm trying to get rid of some of it. And we're feeling like some Malort will go good um, with tonight's. Tonight's dinner, if y'all like Malort, um, we got, just uh, we got New York in two weeks, like I said earlier, that's the future, and we're already in the past, man. Something that I have been meaning to finish for a very long time. Yeah, that's right. I'm finishing something. If it's not my dignity, it's my music. No, actually, though. Um, Russia invading Ukraine has been uh, devastating to a lot of people. A lot of sides of the story. Not... Not sides like people are for Russia invading. But a lot of people have opinions on the matter. I know that we've put sanctions in place. And I'm aware that we're not putting actual troops on the ground. But I am happy that Bandcamp Weekly had their last yesterday's episode based around Ukrainian music. It was really sick. Pretty inspiring. We have a back catalog um, of old recorded live music from our courtroom days. That's where we had those curated munchies that I was telling you about earlier. And so finishing those up, mixing them, they sound great. Just a couple of live songs of myself. Ryan is on there. Ryan Orta, Modern Cults. Instrumentalist of Oni, who we saw, Jesse and I saw on Monday night at the free show at Empty Bottle. 
I would play some of their music, but I I would probably get in trouble. Not really. <laughs> Not really. But maybe. Who knows? Um, and so, yeah, Ryan's on it. I'm on it. I can't remember the other people. Oh, the other people never followed up. So they're not going to be on it. It was like some dude from Austin. Some dude that I think lives in like Colorado or California now. And we're going to drop some of that music. That's what I was getting to. That's it. Stay tuned for that. It'll be everywhere you find my shit. My toilet, my trash, because I shit in the garbage sometimes. Um, My other bathroom, because I got two, because I'm a prick. And you are listening to the Microwave Minutes. What did I microwave today? Dude, I didn't do anything. I have, okay, I have a, a microwave oat dish. That I'm not going to film right now. I'll have to do a late night munchie special. A real quick little. It's like a one minute microwave with some milk. And a warm cookie on top. And it steams the oatmeal. And cooks it real nice. Oh my god it's delicious. I'm, I'm My mouth is salivating just thinking about it now. Can you hear it? Yum. Yum. Been low on the microwave stuff. Been cooking a lot. Of fresh at home. Except um, reheating. Been doing a lot of the leftover deals. A lot of rice. Um, Probably going to need to invest in a rice cooker because I still don't fucking have one. What kind of joke is that? What kind of chef doesn't have a rice cooker? Huh? They're like, oh, will I make it in a pan? It's different. It's different. No excuses on... A late night snack now. You'll have to see it to believe it. Haven't been playing a lot of video games, but heard a lot of good things about Elden Ring. It looks fantastic. To anybody that's playing it, I wish you the best of luck. And I think, I I feel like we might have to cut it early. I am about to be late for therapy again, folks. Here we, you know. I I put the people before me this time, and you know what? I'm realizing that I'm going to have to cut it short. We are coming up to St. Patrick's Day, which was right around this time two years ago that the pandemic started, and thus birthed the beauty of the RFAT network naturally. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm not going to say the line, but you should tune in to Requiem for a Tuesday, every Tuesday, and it's Wednesday, so now you're listening to this show. I don't think it's talked about enough, but it seems like Where I am, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, the big scare, the new flu is coming to a close 
we've got vaccine mandates lifting and masks are being taken off shows are coming back in full force i'm pretty sure all of the summer festivals are not going to require anything like that there is a lot of in my circles of acquaintances and friends and family there is a lot of opinions on the matter as to whether or not we should and shouldn't have the entire time i'm gonna be real with you my family they're anti-vaxxers they live about an hour and a half out of the city where basically the situation that's happening in Chicago itself is another world for them. And basically they're just like, I'm going to avoid the city and then I won't have to wear my mask all the time. Um, coming from that, as I am vaccinated and basically have been like seeing a lot of it unfold in my workplace and at home. It has affected me more than them, I think. That might be an overstatement or an exaggeration, but it's maybe just to like get it out of my head. I just don't, I don't think that it's just another common illness like the cold or flu, even though I just call it the new flu. Just kind of, kind of come up with another way to feel good about it, I guess. It's definitely going to continue, even with re-ups on that vax and good hygiene and what have you. But it's just, it's the impact that these past two years have had on us, you will feel for the rest of your life, I think after losing friends and family. Maybe you didn't, but you know someone that did. Some people lost their livelihoods. Some people lost their jobs. Being forced to stay home definitely made you face yourself a little bit more. I don't think that people... If you come out of this unchanged, there's something wrong with you, I think. If you're just the same person... It's also, I do feel, I feel like we're, we can correlate what's happening right now with um, the Texas, oh, oh wait, it, it's not just Texas, the, all this anti, all this anti, um, don't say gay stuff. I feel like it's like, it's added pressure from all of what's been happening um, is Florida. Florida is the one that's doing it, right? Yeah, a day ago, the don't say gay bill in Florida was passed. Was it passed? He would sign the bill which would ban classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity. I, I get it. It's like, how does that correlate to... Well, the update is that... It didn't... It failed. The amendment failed 
and it is considered discriminatory. If, oh, if they do sign the bill, it will go into effect July 1st. And sorry, I, I, either way, I do feel like this, the added pressure of these new bills and all of this, this new atmosphere that we're going back into with the school year and with kids going back to school and getting the masks lifted, it's just, it feels like they're taking advantage of the situation still. Um, maybe that has to do with the fact that maybe all those people that are passing bills also had to deal with themselves for a little too long. The whole, just the whole experience is a collective trauma for the world. Focusing more on mental health is the next step in this timeline, I, I don't see such an effort to combat that anyway. But think about the effect that it has on your brain and think about the people that had mental illness going into it and think about what they, how they feel now. It makes... It, it creates some anger for me. There's a... Matthew Zaremba is brought to light some of these thoughts for me on Instagram. He's the... I think he does all of the creative direction at Bodega. And he just had some words to say about what's going on. Beautiful illustrations. For years now, I've been following him. They're just digital illustrations. Or they're not just, but they are. He also has like an analog um, collage page as well. More concentrated, less posts, but his original one is like almost 2,000 posts of just like really nice introspective illustrations that I appreciate a lot. Definitely something that I would love to produce in the future. Some merch maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Maybe that's why I really enjoy the satire of South Park. Is because it's difficult for me to process emotions in real time. I like to laugh at it first and then talk about it. It's a little bit easier. Dang, we get real on this episode. I don't even know. Didn't even expect that. I was about to leave and then we went and talked about this. It, back to this don't say gay thing. You know... Personally, as somebody that doesn't really ever feel like uh, a typical heterosexual he, him, somebody that feels like they kind of float the lines, because uh, I, I, it's very wrong. 
I know I somehow connected that back to the COVID-19 situation, but I guess I just brought it up because I wanted to say that that shit is fucked up. And you should probably tell your kids that it's okay to be whatever you want to be. My parents might be anti-vax and ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, but they still told me to be who I wanted to be. And I feel good about that to this day. And I have a pretty successful relationship, I would say, because I have taken the time to understand myself and my sexuality. And I was never felt limited to being just a straight man. That Granted, that's what I am to the, right now, but I had other options. I wasn't told not to. And it kind of seems like if I was ever told not to, it would have caused problems down the way. Or like acted like that didn't exist. It's just baffling to me that you could... You're going to try to implement the... like. The ignorance of the of the LGBTQ community. It's a huge community. It's everywhere. It's all around us. It exists within you, too. If you look deep enough, you'll find some gay in there. I promise. You know? Go listen to some Lady Gaga. Figure your shit out. Jesus Christ. Why would... Why? Why? It just... It's so regressive. We've... Or what's the word? Is regression is not the right word? What the fuck? <laughs> no, that is. That's right. It's just so backwards. It's ass backwards. We have bigger fish to fry. And it just feels like it's a bunch of silly white dudes again. Don't know how to, you know, run a, a state, let alone a country. Did you watch the State of the Union address? Do you think that Joe Biden should really be running this country? Because it kind of seems like uh, he's getting a little old. And <laughs> that maybe we should put it in the hands of somebody a little more well-versed in their conversation and in their speaking skills, their public speaking skills. Now, I'm not saying it should be me. I'm just saying, Jesus Christ, come on. Mentally, I'm in Switzerland. No, I'm not. I don't know anything about that. Um, uh, I'm prob- I think I think I'm going to tell y'all about the Better Business Bureau and the standards of trust. Because there are eight principles of important elements of creating and maintaining trust in business. Do you want to know about them? Because I'm going to tell you. It's to build trust, advertise honestly, tell the truth, be transparent, honor promises, be responsive, safeguard privacy, and embody integrity. And you know, when you're approaching all those business dealings, marketplace transactions, and commitments, you better do it with integrity. Damn, I wish I could have ended on that. That would have been funny for me. Maybe not for you. Uh, So just a quick little follow-up. I thought y'all should know that the NFTs that I was talking about last week are still not up for sale. 
or whatever the term is. And yeah, I don't know. There's no updates on that other than they haven't published it yet, even though they had like a big form and they were like, we're going to do it soon. Um, Went to Monteverde. Did I say it right? Had this fire ass ragu, all this homemade pasta, had delicious wine, two bottles of Piedmont. One was a 2019 and one was a 2020. One was more acidic than the other. We had one that oh, it was just a little lighter. Usually with the ragu, you want like a dense one, a real dense, gritty, um, tannic wine. We didn't really go with that. Um, yeah, uh, the lemon, there was all kinds of meringue in, in this, in the desserts too. And I fucking love meringue. Got to the table too. Grissini, tiny, tiny breadsticks. Is that a 90s thing? Can you let me know if that's a 90s thing? Because I was loving it and we love the 90s. I did a photo shoot yesterday at an Aztec Dave's to completely opposite of Monteverde. Good food though. Really good food. What else did I... Y'all are missing out. You know, I, I'm sorry I haven't been filling you in. We're about to go spring forward. About to be on our grind in the springtime. Oh, my God. Yesterday was a free day at the Modern Contemporary Art Museum. Or what? I think it's Museum of Contemporary Art of Chicago is what they call it. Drop some music. Drop some real nice music. I already told you about the happiness thing, but you can check out Happiness Chicago for some fun content i know we really just want fun content these days you know you just you want the little lightheartedness this is extreme lightheartedness as in nonsensical you got some oni content on there as i was telling you earlier that was the show from monday night where i have old photos of their show at golden dagger got some Multiplex stuff on there, some Arrow stuff on there. David and I, David Yurgel, living in Arkansas, our Chicago transplant in Arkansas, making big moves out there. He's got plenty of land. He's doing some awesome stuff. I am, oh, I am excited for whatever happens there. What the fuck is going on? Fuck. I always miss out on the deals. That's what I'm telling you. Like mystery boxes and special sale items. I'm never there for the opening. They're always sold out in my size. A lot of big dudes buying stuff. That's all that I get out of that. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Send me your reputable brands that you want me to buy from. Because I'll do it. I got, I'm going to start a running list. I, I already started. There's not that many of my favorite brands. You want to hear them? I got 1924 Us. I got Waff. That's uh, Waffles and Cream in Lagos. Reigns from Denmark. Love that. And fucking awesome. Because you got to listen to Dill. If you're not, you're dumb. Some of the best skate clothing wear out there. Duh. Um, duh. 
not no baby clothes either. If you sell baby clothes, you're off my list. Trying to get some guests on here. One of them already fell through while he's posting silly tonic water drinks. Could be on the show. Instead, just not doing it right. Not doing it right, eh. Uh, might have a really fun chef from Colorado on next week. We'll see what goes down. Put him through the ringer on some good Chicago trivia. See if he'll know. And you can ask our guests questions in the comments. We'll try to do it live. That might be fun. Got to go pick up some weed now to go decarb it. And now I definitely have to go and get out of here. Um, I'm going to share a little sample writing from my weed strain tastings. Um, this was for Sour Diesel. And I said, when tasting this strain, your nose should read as lemongrass candy with rich sourness, with the most intense sour drop sensation when rolled. Brings out... The citrus through water pieces, as in like using it in a bong, with a wonderful fried and candied nut notes on every level. That's not that good. I'm just going to get rid of that one. Um, there's no way I could be a weed writer because I would taste the strains and forget what they were, you know? Did you know that stressed is desserts backwards? Think about it. All right, you got it. Niall, never forget it. Yeah, I'm going to run you through really quick for the end of this episode. I'll tell you about happiness, which could have used a better name, but it just, why I change it? It's easy. It makes me happy. Think about happiness. I'm like, oh, I smile. Um, maybe last eight, no, 2020 if April, Jesse and I like flipped Instagrams. We have a little shared note where we were going to be publishing each other's work, but curating our work to cater to those styles, themes, and formats. Um, little descriptions. We had like a disco ball photo, stacked chairs photo, and then like a, a gallery photo where I was like, for about two years, that was like 2017 to 2019, we ran shows out of our apartment in Chicago. Happiness is a postmodern technological battle, a positive powerhouse of a structured underground music scene. With hands and live audio production and marketing, this was the beginning of my relationship with many artists. Today, I rely strictly upon the work of my closest friends and family. This is a nostalgic and progressive portfolio of current works and developing collaborations. It was, I think that that's a great description. I think it reads pretty. And that was all that I basically said. It looks like Jesse had a lot of other quotes that very poetic. It was a very important time in his life for his work. 
Shit, where'd you get him on here? He's trying to take my idea, actually. That's what's going on. He's trying to make some other microwave show. He's going to be microwaving cans of soup, blowing up microwaves and shit. Successful concept, might I say. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I'm just like looking back on that experience for a little bit. It was right before I met Hannah. Well, I worked with Hannah. It was before we started dating. And I was just, you know, running around, painting my walls of this shitty three-bedroom apartment and making huge messes. Like, I can't even, exp I can't begin to fathom what those messes would look like in this apartment. But they were gnarly. Like I said, we would have like bunch of free food at these things and nobody ever threw down so when that happens you're just like oh well i'm just gonna let this when everybody leaves i'm just gonna i'm not gonna clean it up we're just gonna smoke cigarettes inside and <laughs> we're gonna smoke cigarettes inside and shit on the floor <laughs> forget what you know it was um a beautiful beautiful time in my life wouldn't change it for the world. It was a ha it was a happy time, you know. It's where I came from. There is always a couple seconds to think about it, but I'll leave you with this message. Imagine Joe Pesci with a British accent. Is that offensive? Did you like that? Um, this is the end of this episode. We went places, but we're back right to center, talking nonsense. I had a great time, and we'll see you next week.